1: I? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is Trump-A-S-T-R-U-M-P-A-N-A-N-A-S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm
2: Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast
1: where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. Grr. Oh, We took
2: a week off. And it wasn't enough. No. <laughs> we finally fucking finished our month-long uh, uh, job interview from hell. S- sort of. The level of vetting and writing <laughs> and shadowing and testing. Like, goddamn, you think we're trying to get into the CIA? Why is it so hard to get a job as a writer in this fucking town? We write and produce a news show every week we have for every week for the last... Well, except last week. But for five years! Every week! What more do we need to do?
1: I mean, we need to prove ourselves
2: in every possible way. Um, and, and, every and I don't kind know, of condition. honestly. I mean, I knew we had really done some shit when we went to dinner with Johnny and we said that they basically had us meet with like a... Like, basically... Like a, a therapist right. as we would be working like as par- writing partners we'd be working together mm-hmm. and we had to do like a psychological like assessment and johnny right. was like and you passed it <laughs> he literally <laughs> said it like that and you passed it i know i am surprised i am surprised well he probably we would have probably failed it alone alone yeah but together right it just seems funny yeah and it's not <laughs> crazy together Right, alone. It's pro- That's probably why he was looking directly in my eyes when he said, <laughs> and you passed it? <laughs> we got an awesome oh care package gosh. from Layla Wagner, mm-hmm. but Layla only listens to our Patreon podcast, so we thanked her over there. Mm-hmm. If anyone here listening is like Layla and doesn't want to hear about politics, you should go to our website, <laughs> julianbrandy.com, and there's a link to listen to a free Patreon episode. You can see if you like it, and you can be like Layla, who's a Fairweather Patreon listener. <laughs> we love Layla and we mm. loved her care package and she didn't send any alcohol. Oh, no. Which is good because we are going sober for March. <laughs> like all the way sober. Like drugs, too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Do you think she knows? I think she's... I think she knows. It's like, Layla, you didn't send us weed, Layla. You didn't send
1: alcohol, Layla. But that was for the best. It was for the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was way for the best. (laughs) Thinking about our health all day long. (laughs) <laughs> you didn't make our sobriety worse,
2: Layla. Yeah.
1: Hey, that's what you can expect over at the Patreon. That's what you can expect. <laughs> that's what you can expect. You know what I mean?
2: Now, we got a really sweet card from Carissa Jackson. Yeah. She also didn't didn't try and throw salt in our sober journey, mm-hmm. our March sober journey. We probably wouldn't even get this fucking job and all that we're putting into it. <laughs> and all that we're putting into the it. The level that we're definitely not getting this job. Just the, it's just in fri- the thing about this is <sighs> the thing about LA and this fucking industry, if I may. Everything is just so inconvenient and it always feels so intrusive. Well, in order to get
1: any job, you have to do a job. You have to audition, you have to s- submit shit or yeah, whatever. It's interview. always like, with yeah. the writing, it's like, well, why don't you write a spec script? And it's like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah. How about that? You want me to write a full script for free to prove that I can write a script? Now, I guess that is the only way one can prove they can but write a script. But
2: we have a ton of However, scripts already written. Ugh, it's it it's was, just, at it's, this point, I'm just like. It's also intrusive. I can't. And then I to just... become sober out of the fear. Of the amount of work that we, if we possibly, the intense, fast work. I I
1: mean, I can't possibly be in a writer's room. I can't possibly. We cannot get this job.
2: We went sober and the, it's just, it's just. I don't recognize myself in the mirror. It's been less I than 24 hours. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Now, Carissa out if in case you don't recall, she's currently the angel investor in our windowsill bird cafe. Oh, okay. She sent approximately 500 pounds of bird seed. <laughs> and though I damn near broke my back getting it out of our mail place, mm-hmm. I have to say, I fucking love that we never run out, Mm-hmm. your ass is always out there with your useless legs you get on the stepladder you <laughs> oh. fill up the bird seat yeah. and part of you filling up the bird seat all the time in the windowsill bird cafe mm-hmm. is that you know it's a big bag of, it's not going to run out
1: it's so great now i will tell you that in the garage there is one of the biggest bags is in the garage and someone nibbled their way in a little rat Someone. Oh, we have
2: a lot of little raddies around here. Someone nibbled yeah. their way in. Someone sounded like Lisa. I know. Someone. I don't mind
1: that. <laughs> Someone nibbled their way in because
2: she sent a humongous bag and then a and then a smaller humongous. So bag. I like, you know, I've cleaned it up, fixed it,
1: put it in a. Uh, tin. We'll see. We'll see if we'll, we'll see if if, if like they come tin, back like a garbage you know I mean? pale tin. But like, don't brutalize my bird you know? suit. <laughs>
2: here she sent us a starbucks card Mm, which you know we're gonna have to do lots I'm dramatically (sighs) drinking coffee and eating sugar like i just don't have any energy now i'm well i'm gonna you're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna explain a little later but yeah
1: coffee sugar and then it's gonna be like i'm gonna be like neurotically eating like carrot sticks being like tom 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 i'm on a diet yeah we're gonna be
2: like weird cracky diet people like lisa renna's yeah
1: Hey, guys. Uh Dear Julian, and Brandy, happy Valentine's Day. Sorry about the cumbersome bird seed, but I love the story. No apologies, Carissa. None. Much lighter gift this time. Oh, God, I love Starbucks. So that's exciting. That is exciting. We're going to get our iced
2: coffees and our sous beads. The front is so cute. It says, would I send you a cheesy Valentine's card? It's a piece of cheese. No, you know, I love it. Not going to be having cheese on our diet. And there's cheese in the fridge. You might need to take <laughs> that home with you. We're supposed be able to do whatever we want this week. Yeah, we are doing whatever
1: we want this week. For sure. So, uh, I guess we can keep the jeans, because I'll eat that in about 24 hours. Keep mm. the
2: cheese, Layla. Or how about... Eat the cheese. <laughs> now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. Lock
1: the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know
3: exactly what we need. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have the Kiki. Lock the doors. Sorry. JoJo and Kiki. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have Kiki. Die, turn, work. Jojo and
1: Kiki. We are gonna serve and work and turn and hunt, hunt, honey. All right. So this week, President Joe Biden followed through on his promise to nominate the first Black woman to the United States Supreme Court, and she is fucking awesome. (laughs) That's as long as I can hold my breath. So that's not good. She's not. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> she's not, uh, wait she's not wait she's not awk no she's not awkward yeah, no one. she's
2: awesome <laughs> and it's not hello no she's <laughs> not hello no <laughs> shocking none of those uh, well danielle donato never said awesome no awesome <laughs>
1: awesome
2: hello hello <laughs> McFly
1: hello <laughs> don't they know hello I hate you know I hate that I know that's why in the world that's why it makes me laugh so in hard the world you say it's so annoyed
2: I mean why are the Republicans like that hello Ugh. <laughs>
1: I hate it. I
2: hate it. So, there were a few names floating around, but ultimately Jojo and Kiki decided on 51-year-old Katanji Brown Jackson, and she is awesome. No, <laughs> awesome. Wait, awesome. I can't do it with I can't do it with any of them, but awkward. <laughs> Shocking, awesome, Awesome. awkward, shocking, awesome, bum, titty, bum, bum, titty, bum. It's it's awesome and shocking and awkward, too. Awesome and shocking and awkward. Katanji Brown Jackson started out as a public defender and is (laughs) currently serving as a judge on D.C.'s federal appellate court. And though she went to Harvard for both her undergrad and law degree, both her parents worked in the public school system. They were both like teachers or something. So she's not just like an Ivy League privileged. She's she's a well-rounded. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. She's completely well-rounded. She was also on Obama's shortlist when he ultimately chose Merrick Garland and got blocked by Mitch McConnell. So fate is a fickle mistress because here we are. Merrick Garland's a U.S. Attorney General with performance issues and Ketanji Brown-Jackson is officially nominated as the first black female justice to serve on the Supreme Mother of God.
4: I'm here to fulfill my responsibilities under the Constitution to preserve freedom and liberty here in the United States of America. And it's my honor to introduce to the country a daughter of former public school teachers, a proven consensus builder, an accomplished lawyer, a distinguished jurist, one of the nation's most, on one of the nation's most prestigious courts. My nominee for the United States Supreme Court is Judge Ketanji Jackson. You know, uh, four weeks ago when uh, a member of the court, friend of mine, used to work together in the Senate. Justice Stephen Breyer announced his retirement.
1: Hello. I said then,
4: choosing someone to serve on the United States Supreme Court is one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has, and I mean it. I promised the process would be rigorous, that I would select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. Someone extremely qualified, with a brilliant legal mind with the (laughs) utmost character and integrity, which are equally as important. (laughs)
1: Equally. And though I would bring uh,
4: this decision. (laughs) (laughs) Equally. To this decision, my perspective as a lawyer, Former constitutional law professor, chairman of the Judiciary Committee for many, many years, sure,
2: President. and I'm uh, almost president.
4: reluctant to say it, someone who's presided over more Supreme Court nominations than almost anyone living today, which makes me 28 years old.
2: You did that off you know, the cuff, yeah.
4: I started doing it when I was 32, and uh, who has devoted much of my career to thinking about the Constitution and the role of the Supreme Court. With that perspective. I carefully studied the record of candidates. I've invited mm-hmm. senators of both political parties to offer their ideas and points of view. And this I've is what we're numbers. here for,
2: this mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm.
4: As a result, I, because I, I truly respect not only the consent, I know they give consent, but it said that the Constitution says advice and consent. And I sought the advice of Democrats and Republicans. I've consulted with leading legal scholars and lawyers. And I've been fortunate to have the advice of the Vice President Harris. I mean this sincerely,
3: Kiki. an
4: exceptional lawyer, a former attorney general in California, and a former member of the Senate Judiciary Committee.
3: Oh.
4: And during this process, I look for someone who, like Justice Breyer, has a pragmatic understanding that the law must work for the American people. Someone who has historical perspective to understand that the Constitution is a resilient Charter of Liberty someone with the wisdom to appreciate that the Constitution protects certain inalienable rights, rights that fall within the most fundamental personal freedoms that our society recognizes. In the end, someone with extraordinary character will bring to the Supreme Court an independent mind, uncompromising integrity, and with a strong moral compass and the courage to stand up for what she thinks is right.
2: She's back there wearing glasses over with a mask and I don't know how she's doing it without the glasses fogging yeah. up. The glasses must be over the mask. They are.
1: Yeah, so then the glasses won't. But
2: sometimes mine still do. Even when you put it over the mask? Yeah. Sometimes it still Ooh. just goes up through oh, the it vent. Oh, just seeps so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like I'm not going to miss and the mask. Even without the fogging. It's still such an unfortunate stance oh, to have the glasses so on the mask it, at that point you're almost you're really... like the groucho marks like <laughs> yeah. with the mustache yeah. attached to the glasses yeah you, know?
1: you are just in a box you're in a box you're the walking
2: mri now he says a lot of great things in his speech but like all of jojo's best speeches it's real real hard to listen to yeah. so yeah. i don't even know if we heard this yeah. in the clip we just listened to uh, we probably did, but I'm going to read it again for those who drifted off. Okay, <laughs> uh, A.K.A. all of us. I know um, I love JoJo so much, but boy, man. damn! Just anytime Oof. it's a three-syllable word too, like president, Constitution. yeah, right, The exactly. ends of the words judiciary just come together. Just,
1: church. Church.
2: So he did say at one point in the speech, we may have just heard it or may not. For too long, our government and our courts haven't looked like America. Mm. I believe it's time that we have a court that reflects the full talents and greatness of our nation with a nominee of extraordinary qualifications and that we inspire all young people to believe that they can one day serve their country at the highest level. Yeah. You have a
1: problem with that Ted Cruz. You fucking little walking piece of shit turd. During the speech, nominating the first black female Supreme court justice, Ketanji Brown Jackson stood behind him alongside the first black Female vice president, whom he also nominated. He's pretty fucking awesome, okay? The level of diversity put forward and represented in his administration really cannot be understated. It is going to inspire all young people, and especially young girls, to believe that they can serve their country
2: at the highest level. It's true, just like he said in the speech, even though he's dipping the th- three syllable <laughs> words together and really just, you know, stressing us out. It's so crazy to think that if the Senate confirms her in, like, 30 years, she'll be some huge iconic star like Mm -hmm. the Gator. Yep. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And here's what's weird. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was RBG, and Ketanji Brown Jackson will surely be KBJ. (laughs) And they both have Bs in the middle, and they both rhyme. Like, RBG, KBJ. Because K K rhymes with J. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, Uh RBG, KBJ. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like, dope.
1: I would agree, and yeah. you know the the merchandising coming forth is going to be wide, expansive, and intense. I mean, look at all the Gator merchandising. Yeah, she's gonna get, she's gonna get all that.
2: And a KBJ, then we're gonna do some kind of. There's gonna be probably something with an LBJ tie-in, uh-huh, possibly. Uh-huh. But I'm living. I am also alive. So now we just got to wait for her actual Senate
1: confirmation hearing, which whenever it happens is sure to be next level obnoxious. She already went through one Senate confirmation hearing when she was nominated to the D.C. appellate court, and the shit was so gross. Questions from Republican senators like, what role does race play? As if they have ever once asked a white judge nominee what role race plays. Like, fuck the fuck on off with that bullshit. Why don't you ask what role rape plays? (laughs) <laughs> in uh, a good nominee what what the role sexual assault plays because there's a couple of justices on there who have done both of those
2: things and all the republican circuit queens are saying she's too extreme and of <laughs> oh, course God. our girl lady captain lindsey graham <laughs> is at the front of the line making all kinds of declarations because he's butt hurt that biden didn't pick the candidate from south carolina meanwhile richard who who his flight got team oh my the, God. because of the Russia shit Richards Delta flight got canceled. They said the captain just didn't show up mm. and he had to stay in the airport in LAX, like in some whack ass Hilton. Mm. And when he got on the flight the next day, he texted me at eight in the mor- morning and said, Lindsey Graham was at the front of the flight. And mm. I have <sighs> never felt so much FOMO in my entire, yeah. I was so jealous what would you do? I would. If you, what would you there say? There is nothing that would stop me from going up to him. I don't even feel like I would be nervous. Yeah, no. I, I followed Nini around LAX and could never pull the trigger. Have you thought Lizzie about? Graham, I'm there in a second. I'm in you, his lap. Have you thought about what you would say to him? I would immediately go. I would turn if I saw him in first class and be like, oh, my fucking God, I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, my God. And then he would, of course, be so into it. <laughs> Like, immediately. Like, don't jump
1: off the bridge. I mean, yeah. come
2: on. And he'd be so fucking into it. And then I would just be like, please come on the podcast. I have a liberal podcast. Mm. We don't care. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, and then I'd be like, all of our 14 listeners hate you, but we don't. <laughs> oh, my God. I would do anything. I would love mm. to meet him. I would love to yeah, meet I him. what he's like when he meets, like, regular people. <gasps> oh, I think he's so nice. Mm-hmm. He's a southern fake bell yeah he's southern, just he's a, a southern bell yeah. he's just gonna right. be a polite southern bell that's right, like well thank
1: you got his manners yeah exactly
2: right. regardless of me and and us and our long-standing obsession with with you know <laughs> Madame Lindsey Graham <laughs> uh, um Katanji Brown Jackson is not too extreme no. she's actually quite moderate mm-hmm. and she's already shown exceptional poise in the face of all the white grievance <laughs> MAGA monsters like Lindsey fucking Graham yeah we're talking their shit yeah We're gonna be
1: doing um, deep dives into KBJ in the coming weeks and months, but for now, here's a taste of her accepting the nomination from JoJo and Kiki.
3: Thank you very much, Mr. President. I am truly humbled by the extraordinary honor of this nomination, and I am especially grateful for the care that you have taken in discharging your constitutional duty in service of our democracy, with all that is going on in the world today. I also offer my sincerest thanks to you as well, Madam Vice President, for your invaluable role in this nomination process. I must begin these very brief remarks by thanking God for delivering me to this point in my professional journey. My life has been blessed beyond measure and I do know that one can only come this far by faith. Ooh. Among my many <laughs> blessings,
2: just think of it like you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith, uh. <clears throat> baby. Uh. Awkward, <laughs> awkward. We don't all have faith.
1: <laughs> We're not all delivered, but that's fine. You seem all right.
2: Okay, now it's time for Julie to check some bitches in our segment called, <laughs> Spoken Word Op-Ed.
4: I said a hip hop, the hipping, hip-hop. the hipping to the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bang bang Okay, say up. Jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie, the beat. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to groove your feet. See, I am wonder-like, and I'd like to say hello, but first I gotta bang bang, the bogeys and the bogeys say up, jump. the bogeys and the bang bang bogey, let's rock, you don't stop, rock the rhythm that will make your body rock, well so far you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. And the C A Sandy And the rest F L Y. You see I go by the coat of the doctor of the mix and these reasons I'll tell why. You see my six foot one, and in tons of fun, and I dress to a teen. You see, i got more than oh. so viciously. Everybody go motel, what you gonna do today?
0: Say what?
2: This is our segment called Spoken Word Op-Ed, where one of us, or a special guest, has the floor to speak our mind on important events happening in the news right now. Some might argue that this entire podcast is like a spoken word op-ed and they'd be right. Others might argue that we already have this segment for guests to give their unadulterated opinions and it's called gay guys and their feelings and they'd be right as well. But one, it's not a Tuesday if we aren't inventing new segments and two, a traditional op-ed is generally longer than a regular opinion piece, which would be the gay guys and their feelings moment. And they are usually by an expert or a passionate advocate with an opinion that may be different than that of the editorial board of the newspaper. Up until now, Julie has been the only one to do a dumb gay politics, spoken word op-ed. And while her opinion isn't necessarily different than mine on this subject, me being the other member of our editorial board besides her, Her opinion on this subject is certainly a fuck of a lot more passionate than mine, and it is most definitely, probably, perhaps, and most likely different than the majority of the lamestream and social media commentary on the subject. Quick side note, if you're one of our 14 listeners and you're interested in submitting your very own spoken word op-ed to us or doing a Gay Guys and Their Feelings, which is a little bit easier, all you have to do is join our Patreon and then send us a voice memo on the subject of your choosing. But now, without further fucking ado, it's time to publish our third Mm. spoken word op-ed, written by Julie Goldman, entitled, Why is Putin Such a Fucking Twat?
1: It will be written in every major (laughs) publication. I think Uh, it might win a Pulitzer. I think it will as well. Um... Well, we uh, we have all been watching or ignoring the news coverage of the invasion of Ukraine by the world's third biggest twat, Vladimir Putin. Number one is Kim Jong-un, number two is President Xi of China, three Putin, four Trump, and five every man who runs the Middle East. With that said, the news coverage of course is weighed down with the virtue signaling, opinions, and very little actual information. I would like to take my time in this op-ed to give you as much very shallowly researched information that I can give you along with a heavy dose of violently opinionated opinion about Russia and Putin. So That's very generous of you, Mimou. Yeah. mm -hmm. Oh, and Ukraine, obviously. But what the hell is going on? Why is Putin doing this? (laughs) And what does it mean for the world? And why should we care? Oh, well... And before I begin, let's say that we're going to hopefully get a real Russia or Ukrainian expert on, and I will have to apologize for every single thing I have said today, and in true form, backtrack and find a new job. But
2: let's never forget that we had on Bill Browder, the inventor of the Magnitsky Act, the mm-hmm. inventor of real Russian sanctions. We had him on in like 2018, before Russia was even fucking cool. <laughs> we also had um, Colonel Lieutenant Colonel
1: Alexander Vindman on who is from the Ukraine and, of course, the entire, that whole thing that happened where he got fired. Okay, first off, history. Uh -uh. Until 1991, Ukraine was part of Russia and the Soviet Union. However, I do need to state that Ukraine has also not been part of Russia before Russia was Russia, and it went through its many incarnations. Russia, as we know it today, with czars and the Russian revolutions and Lenin and Stalin and Gorbachev, dates back to around the 1400s. Before that, there's hundreds and hundreds of years of fighting and tribes and invasions and occupations and men, men, men and power and all that. But Ukraine has don't forget
2: like the KGB and like Days of Our Lives. And that stuff. would be the that would be the Russia
1: we know okay. exactly right. But Ukraine has, for the most part, been Ukraine alongside Russia and has suffered being invaded a million times until, and of course, it was absorbed by Russia and then once the Soviet Union. And then the Soviet Union fell, then became Russia, and Ukraine was able to be its own independent self, the Ukraine. It's confusing. It is. Ukraine is also the home of Crimea, which I'm sure you've heard that name bandied about. Which Russia... Boring. (laughs) which, Which Russia annexed in 2014 and has been trying to own like they have been with Ukraine. But why? Crimea sits at the mouth of the Black Sea. The Black Sea is sort of... It's sort of like the pussy of Eastern fucking like Russia and Europe if you imagine it that way. Okay, so does that imagine it's a good, physical it's amazing and perfect? And, yeah, exactly, and yeah. whoppy? Yeah, imagine Russia on one side Ukraine on one side and in the middle sort of underneath ta- and in the middle <laughs> Is a is Crimea okay? So Crimea also then the Black Sea is then now in there we have a sea now that's in the between Russia, Ukraine, Crimea, and then of course there's water outside of it and inside of it, much like a vagina. So as far as Russia is concerned, to them they're not only halfway up to Ukraine, but they control some serious marine real estate. So in 1991, the Soviet Union collapsed and became Russia. The same year Ukraine became an independent country again. Not only does Russia lose the land of Ukraine and Crimea, there was a lot of whining by a minority of separatists who wanted to remain Russian. So there are two small states, let's say in Ukraine, that predominantly identify themselves as Russians. And they're also pretty fundamentalist And so Putin uses those people and those identities to justify going into Crimea and into Ukraine. Are you following me? Mm-mm-mm. Great. So boring. <laughs> Ukraine <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> Ukraine has also seen its fair share of uprisings and civil wars. Until Ukraine elected their new president, Zelensky, they had had Putin puppets who basically just did what Putin wanted and kept the people under an autocratic rule while pretending to be independent. Was it a puppet like this?
2: <laughs> Can I just tell you? I wish we had one of these... Um, Anthony 6-6 six six, poutine oh my God, that'd be great! punching things, yeah. Trump stick thing well that's funny because I literally the next
1: sentence much like Trump and the Republicans today so the people fought back got rid of the poutine puppet and elected a comedian and actor who not only was on a successful Ukrainian sitcom about becoming the president the motherfucker was on Ukrainian dancing with the stars and was sort of a celebrity there and I mean It's kind of like Trump winning if Trump weren't an actual piece of shit. Zelensky has turned to be the world's next in my... Just mark my words. Okay. President Zelensky will be the next People Magazine's hottest guy of the year. And I'm quite sure we'll be seeing a lot of jock sniffing around him. Richard's already sending me horny (laughs) texts from his flight with Lindsey Graham. Do you want to talk... He is the next (sighs) Jax. He is the next... (laughs) He is exploding dicks and balls and vaginas around the world for the way he's acting right now, okay? He does have a wife and two kids, and the motherfucker is Jewish, okay? Which in this part of the world is important, being that the horrendous treatment of Jews that Russia has shown through the years, and this guy giving it back to Putin is quite satisfying.
2: And all these people are like, am I right, ladies? He's Jewish,
1: bitch! (laughs) Oh, it's the first Jewish guy where we're like, is he? He's going to kick some ass. (laughs) He's Jewish. Oh, my God. That is insane. And it is insane. So to sum up, Russia has been trying to own Ukraine and Crimea for hundreds and hundreds of years. The Soviet Union collapses in 91. Ukraine and Crimea become independent states. In 2014, Russia annexes Crimea by getting in a physical invasion of the area. They won Crimea. So Crimea is now technically part of Russia. But Putin also wanted Ukraine. He tried. He went in, he invaded, there was fighting. Exactly what's happening now he did in twenty fourteen. People got killed. The whole thing was disgusting, but he did not win. And it was the same Olympics type of shit. Oh that's too. right, because he had he had just yep. had the Olympics and he used yep. he used in the similar way his position, this of course, Trump giving him more power. He got in a position where he thought he could fucking do it. He yeah. could go in again. Because he was People were not so mad at him like they were during the Russian Olympics. So the other thing he's doing now is saying that the two parts of Ukraine, which are Russian separatists, need to be protected. And what he's doing is a peacekeeping mission. He literally said that. He has publicly stated that the government of Ukraine is run by drug addicts. And he's not only doing this to protect the people. He's also publicly admitted that he's been on a mission since he became president of Russia to reconnect all the parts of the Soviet Union lost in 1991. And Ukraine and Crimea are two huge parts of that puzzle. So basically he wants Ukraine because he wants Ukraine. He wants it to be part of Russia again. And he does not want to have one piece of what he considers Russian land to go democratic and become part of Europe it would be the beginning of the end of him and his oligarchs and the autocracy that he has created in Russia. Which, by the way, historically speaking, is nothing new. Russia has been fighting their own best interests for hundreds of years. Now, factually speaking, before I get into my opinions, what's happening right now? Putin has Russian troops on the ground in Ukraine. He's been bombing them and saying it's because he's trying to eradicate the corrupt Ukrainian government and protect the Russian citizens inside. These are lies. He then went on in an unhinged speech to say that if anyone from the West tries to help Ukraine, they will feel his fucking nuclear arsenal bullshit. Now, does she have nuclear weapons? Yes, she does. What we don't know, but I'm quite sure Biden knows, is how far they can go. And Biden isn't bothered. No. So... The eye rolls are strong and heard around the world, honey. <laughs> heard around the world. A Putin and his nuclear weapons are being ignored. So I will focus on the U.S., but rest assured the U.N. and NATO are all trying to help Ukraine in different ways. And in a crazy turn of events, Germany, which, you know, has a major fucking albatross on their face and is constantly trying to, you know, we are not like that, has stepped up and sent Ukraine weapons. Which blatantly says to Putin, go fuck yourself. They're really trying it, that old Germany. They are really. They're like, no, is Holocaust? Here's some, here's some guns. <laughs> don't worry about it. Go get Russia. We don't like them. So what have we done? The United States has slapped Russia with some very severe financial sanctions. Biden has slowly tried to use diplomacy, which Putin rejected. So then Biden said, OK, we tried. We're not going to fuck your money. But we're still going to protect our interests, which of course is in oil and gas, which we are in business with Russia, and of course... When you impulsively react and say, why aren't we acting faster, and fuck Russia, and let's use the Arctic, and use our own energy, and blow them up, and all this, just remember there's consequences for everything. And the Republicans are so fast to want to destroy our country physically, and the environment, and even if we did that, do you think that our gas prices will automatically go down? And that this would stop Putin? It won't. So fuck off. And use your brain. Liz Cheney got on TV to say we need to use our own energy. Liz Cheney is a fucking asshole ignorant goblin. Okay? (laughs) And for those of you who haven't thought it through, rather than drill for oil and destroy our environment more, which is hanging by a thread, maybe now is the time to actually endorse green energy and not be such a bunch of backwoods brainwashed tools. I hate Liz Cheney. Just beyond. What are the sanctions? The United States and the European nations and the United Kingdom have agreed to restrict Putin uh, use the central bank where he gets most of his money. The central bank holds $600 billion in Russian assets and of now, Putin does not have access to it. This has caused the ruble to be utterly destroyed. Unfortunately for the Russian people, they literally have no economy right now. And one would only hope they would also rise up against Putin, but that remains to be seen. We've cut Russia out of the SWIFT network. The SWIFT network is a global payment system that connects international banks and facilitates cross-border financial transfers. He cannot have any of that now.
2: Basically, the the institution responsible for converting all money, no matter what country to what country so now they it's impossible for them to convert their money right. at all and for anyone it. to convert money there that is way. no money coming in and out of Russia now and their
1: stock market completely fucking tanked there is no econ- they have no economy so uh, and also this last thing which i think is <laughs> crazy is that switzerland yeah. announced that they're, fu- they're switzerland announced that they're taking a side and they're cutting putin off from the swiss bank accounts
2: yeah that's crazy cuz <sighs> they helped to make you know, get into all their fucking Olympic locked up shit. Switzerland has
1: never taken a side in the history of Switzerland. And this is (laughs) the first time it's pretty major. The financial repercussions for Putin are going to be hopefully extreme and effective without an economy. The people I hope will fucking fight back. He's already arrested 6,000 protesters, but the police are still on his side. The military's on his side. So they just need to start turning this, these minds around. Just imagine how the GOP would react. As they did on January 6th. Uh, But imagine if they didn't have any money. I like to think that the oligarchs and the Russians are exactly like the Republicans and the GOP. Now, they don't have any money, so they're not going to want to fucking stand by Putin. The only reason Republicans and GOP are standing by Trump and their stupid fucking rotted party is because they have money.
2: And that's the only reason... uh... Putin's doing anything he's doing and all of his fucking cronies is because they're all hoarding all of money more more money more money more money and they're keeping all the money and taking all the money from the people of Russia exactly anyway so here we are Russia inside Ukraine Ukraine fighting back
1: Zelensky's now a world hero but in our own country rather than coming together again because we're such entitled pieces of shit we have to criticize and complain and nothing Biden does is good enough yes The people of Ukraine need our help. But you can't just barrel in while the other country has nuclear weapons and holds the key to half of our energy. We are dealing in small and deliberate strategical steps that most people don't seem to really appreciate. When I see people complain and blame Biden for the gas prices, I honestly want a violence. That's what I want on those people. You took your stimulus money, and you goddamn well know that Trump fucked us all. We also had a pandemic, which financially caused a lot of problems, and now we're cleaning up the mess. And part of the cleanup includes higher gas prices, which will eventually go down. And yes, this business in Ukraine and Russia is going to keep the gas prices high. We're now involved in a world war that is unlike anything we've ever seen before. And rather than complain like a white privileged bitch and hold your signs and tweets, how about sacrifice something? And right now, the easiest, the easiest, easiest thing you can do is just shut the fuck up about the gas prices. <gasps> Putin tried in 2014 and he's trying it now and in my opinion due to the fact that he was emboldened by Trump and the Republican Party. He has a butt-buddy in China and their threesome, which I'm quite sure Trump is gaining in some way financially, or at least he thinks he's going to, has brought us to this moment. And thank God, of whom I do not believe in, is that Jojo and Kiki and the Democrats are leading our country through this horseshit because at least he is thoughtfully and strategically working his way through this dilemma. This administration tries to think of other people besides themselves. Republicans don't understand that concept. Mm -mm. Putin is a more violent and smarter Trump. He is an unhinged megalomaniac who not only knows he wants to be an autocrat, Which in Russian history, he could think is his right. He can point back to the czars of Russia, the Romanovs, let's say, who said that it is ultimate autocracy that is the only way their country can survive. In later years, they created a fake parliament. The czar would then, however, veto any law and would do whatever he wants. They lived like royalty, they were obsessed with nationalistic pride, they could never stop invading, and the people suffered. It's exactly Putin, it's Putin and his paid-off oligarchs, and I hope and pray he meets the same end as the Romanovs. And you know what happened to them, right? Yeah, I like that last name. (laughs) I do too, it's good. The Ukraine wants to be free. They just want to be an independent European type country, which, by the way, in Russian history has happened two times with Catherine the Great and Peter the Great, the two greats of Russian history who tried to move their country into a more European style and modern way of living. The only reason St. Petersburg exists and anything cool is because of them. Been there. We are, we are witnessing and are living through not just an invasion of Ukraine, and this is why we should care. Russia has been a fucking thorn in all of our sides for hundreds of years. They have an inferiority complex that will never be satisfied. Ukraine is a beacon of what Russian society can be. No, they're not technically Russian, but they are from the same family. And Ukraine could potentially show Russia what being modern and free and regular and what a real leader looks like. We have an opportunity to wring Putin's neck, take his money, and then, you know, maybe there will be certain countries who... Send in some Expendables or Jason Bournes to handle the oligarchs and Putin himself in whatever way they, they, they want to. You know what I mean. Until then, try and remember when you're tweeting about masks and mandates and gas prices that there's a country not just fighting for their own freedom, but we're all witnessing what could potentially be a shift and change in Europe as we know it. We're watching Hitler. Only this time there's a scrappy Jew telling everyone to fight and not back down and not be afraid. I mean this is fucking insanity. What's happening? Ukraine truly is a testament to courage and righteousness and the will to be free. That's why we should care on a moral level and on a purely selfish level. We should care because our energy is wrapped up in Russia and God knows what other shitty financial ties we have. So we want everyone to come out of this better and stronger and more free and independent and our friends. President Zelensky is a fucking hero, and Putin is a ticking time bomb who's been stressing the world out for too long, and it's time for him to go. The Ukrainians are not going out without a fight, and it is next level. So what can we do? We can support our administration, we can send money, we can go to Poland, we can go help refugees, there's a lot to be done. But you know what doesn't help? Whining about gas prices and talking shit about something you don't know anything about. This is a complicated, long-running issue that has no easy solution. And what Putin never could have seen was that he's actually bonding countries and bringing people together rather than tearing them apart. We have to be like Ukraine and we have to come together. The Republicans can have their separatist bullshit, it's fine. But we have to be the majority and kill their evil dork-sidedness.
2: Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find us. So there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans, the QAnon cunts, the calculated corporate climate killers, and the vindictive virtue signaling liberal losers. We are all somewhere on that spectrum fighting for our team to win the rigged race of rights in America. But watching the real housewives of Russia trying to own Ukraine <laughs> and China trying to oh. own Taiwan really hit home the importance of this segment every week. And no, I did not allow Mao Mao to use Katanji Brown Jackson as her. So there's that this week, which is why, again, the podcast is late.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I am just drained and exhausted <laughs> after watching all the footage about Russia and Ukraine and doing my very shitty YouTube and Wondrium and Wikipedia and The Last czars on Netflix research, which, by the way, is the best reenactment documentary series ever made. It's so good. It is so good.
2: With our job interview and our um, Salt Lake City uh, reunion <laughs> part one, uh-huh. I backslid so fully like I looked around like it was 2015 and we were still on people's couch. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, what? What's... What? what? Uh, I just checked the fuck out I was like a true American barnacle (laughs) hanging off the side of the fucking whale just like on the ride just eating and not helping out in any way well
1: I've just been watching and I don't know I'm like it's so complex and complicated and intense and deep and levels and And you try and explain it, but it's still at a point where it's not really that explainable. And it's at the end of the day, it's just like Putin is dead wrong. He's invading a fucking full country that didn't do anything. And that just wants to be literally the newsflash. As of this last hour, President Zelensky is trying to become part of the European Union. Like all they want to do is be regular. They just want to be part of Europe. And it's time. And they I hope that they do it. It's just like, fuck off, Putin. Just go fuck off. Ugh, so I'm just exhausted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. I hope I just tried. I tried. So I couldn't find shit. Okay. And then fucking Brandy had to <laughs> find this for me, and she found it in like five minutes. While I spent several hours procrastinating and yelling about Russia and not finding anything and eating popcorn but and M and M's. So
2: hard on the Russia thing, and we were all appreciated that. And that's and really you shouldn't have had to do so. There's that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, um, we'll revisit it. I'm gonna, I got,
1: I I could use some editing, but I think that then I had to go and eat M&Ms and just keep procrastinating and drinking soda in an attempt to be forgiving of myself and allow myself to eat anything I want for the next three days until I get to the gym and really start cracking down. That's not gonna be till next week. (laughs) I mean. Okay, next week. So, this find of hers has led us both down a very interesting road. Learning about a very interesting man. So we're going to go from a man that is hideous to a man that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And his name is Carl Icon. And how baller is a name? icon Ugh. He is a billionaire investor who apparently uh, the character of Gordon Gecko of Wall Street is based on. He's like a corporate raider guy. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into him, but he's infamously known for buying out companies and stocks and doing the whole aggressive trading and wherever the fuck and becoming a billionaire and gaining a reputation for being cutthroat and ruthless in addition to also being called an activist what yes an activist apparently it goes like this carl has a daughter she's a vegetarian she worked for the humane society she tells dad about some shit he don't like it he also owns 200 shares of mcdonald's stock Is that a lot? No, it's not. It's only worth about $50,000. But he don't care. No, no. (sighs) The most disgusting animal torturer warehouse of our time. And his daughter is a vegetarian. So she keeps on him. He gets older and softens. And while on McDonald's, he learns how they treat their animals. Now, I'm not going to get into it because it's... I don't want to hear it. (laughs) And it's, in his words, obscene and unnecessary. And he is focusing on the pig's. And as we have said a million times on the show, it's disgusting factory farming that's just killing the earth, and McDonald's alone should be fucking destroyed. But alas,
2: the french fries. Oh. And I mean, I can't say I haven't got that sausage egg and cheese biscuit, oh. and I feel sick inside. <laughs> no. I feel terrible. And no, but
1: I, I mean, I've eaten everything at McDonald's, and but no one does the fries better. No, no one. one. They should just become fries.
2: We could easily stay at McDonald's and and easily without even blinking an eye, stop doing the bacon and the sausage. Although the Easy. sausage, egg and cheese biscuit is my number one thing I get yeah. there. But mm. they are, they have a total F when it comes to factory farming with cows too. So we should Disgusting. all just stay away from McDonald's except for getting Coca-Cola and fries.
1: I will, if we are stranded and I have to eat a sandwich from McDonald's, I will then get a fish filet.
2: Because you think that they are nice I to think that's, fish? Fake, okay, fake fish. Cra- I think that's we fake also crab just meat. do like, <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. I mean yeah. It's the shit that I okay. get at the supermarket okay. that's in the
1: thing that I make the fake crab meat. You know what okay. I mean? I don't think it's real. I don't, it's not fish.
2: It's fra- it's. I can get way down on a fillet of fish for sure. Yeah, <sighs> with that tartar. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Ooh, it's so good. Well, we do eaten egg McMuffin with no bacon, no sausage. bacon.
1: Yeah, just cheese. Just cheese. Yes, I haven't eaten bacon
2: in a long time. That's good. Wow. I'm a hero. <laughs> you are. I, that means I haven't either, because God knows the only place I get it is here.
1: Oh oh, okay. Well, I haven't had any bacon. So we maybe will have the pork-fried rice at the place. Yeah, but that's, that's it. what you do, yeah. Yeah, but that's it. Well, Carl Icon is on a mission to stop I'll just say the word one time, gestational cages, which I don't even want to say the words because of just how utterly hideous they are. He cannot take it. Once he learned what that was, he couldn't sleep at night. He wants it to change. And he's investing a significant amount of money to force McDonald's to stop and change their ways. McDonald's has, for the last 10 years, promised to stop this practice, but they have not. They came out again in response to Carl Icahn and said they're going to have their animals cage-free 100% by 2024, which is obviously lies.
2: Didn't he put two women on their board? He did. Yes, he did. So he's... Hopefully, it's going to happen. I mean, he's, but he's not just pushing them by investing money and buying up their shares. He put two women on the board of directors of McDonald's that are right in his pocket to start really pushing them around right. and changing their fucking policies at McDonald's. Like, no, motherfucker. No, no, no. Exa- exactly. <sighs> so, Carl Icahn is now eighty-six.
1: And he doesn't need to be bothering with this. He could be on his yacht, taking Viagra, limp-dicking around his way around the world, like Trump. But no, this guy has some sort of heart and is at least trying to do some good on this planet before he dies and all his money hopefully goes to his vegetarian daughter. The bottom line is, he's calling McDonald's to task. He's got his ladies on the board. And you know how much I love that. Oh, He is in the last quarter of his life and much like many of us, one of the things that pierces the heart the animals sorry though he isn't going after factory farming in general it's this issue of the pigs that just will not let him go he literally keeps saying he feels emotional about the pigs maybe because he thought of his daughter in a pen forced to give birth without any room to move i don't know i appreciate and support him the least they could do as we stated before is is just have 10 McDonald's in a country. Have one in each foreign country. Make it a thing. You don't need 74,000 of them. We kill and torture and waste too many non-human lives for our own greed and pleasure. And believe me, I wish I was a billionaire so I could... Well, first off, I'd buy myself a house. Two, get the animal shelter going. Three, start my own hunt like the movie The Hunt. If there's one thing I would love to do in my life besides stop factory farming and fast food animal torture, it's, of course to fund the covert underground financing of an all-women's elite vigilante group. But, alas, I'm not there. But Carl Icahn, he's there, and he's trying to help the pigs. I know he's no saint, but how great is it to have the freedom to decide to take on fucking McDonald's? Literally! We salute you, Carl! And we thank you! So there's that.
2: So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. We do two a week, every week. They're both an hour long and we post them on Sunday. So you have all week to listen to them whenever you want, wherever you want. That's right, they're a dollar each, and when you sign up, you will immediately get access to literally
1: hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free, ad-free podcasts that you can go back and listen to. They really are timeless. If you're curious to see what it's like, you can listen to a free episode right now on our website, julianbrandy.com. There's a button on every page
2: that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. There's also a link to the free Patreon episode in the description of this podcast, which I'm surprised you're even still listening to. You can listen to the whole hour Patreon right from the link from your phone or computer. You don't have to download anything. You don't have to sign up for anything to hear the free episode. It's super, super easy. And then after you listen to it, go ahead and subscribe. Just subscribe. Life is too short and precious
1: to spend. Do you 22 living in a fog of FOMO about our Patreon podcast. Fuck it. You deserve something fun and frivolous that will help distract you from the pigs and Russia or anything that really matters.
2: And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Katanji Brown Jackson, baby. That's right. That's baby. right. Baby? 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 <laughs> How'd
5: you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dying because when you knocked. not. He thought you were the candy
0: man Don't get strung up By the way I look Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a ride And maybe play you a sign You look black, like you're both pretty grooving Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll
5: just say where we are, then go back to the car.
0: We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat, world. how about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite, From transsexual Transylvania
5: (laughs) Why don't you stay for the night Night Or maybe a bite I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan And he's good for a living. my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From
0: transsexual Transylvania <laughs> and, and I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania